This is the Last Mask Standing podcast from Alana Shake. Right now, this podcast is just the audio recording of the text of the most recent newsletter. Over time, I may build it out into something more complicated. But for now, I want to share the June 23rd newsletter. It's reinfection time. This is an extra post because I felt like it was urgent. It's coming out on Thursday instead of next Tuesday because honestly, I didn't want to wait. And here is my now ritual disclaimer. I'm still not an epidemiologist, and I really underestimated the severity of COVID when it first emerged. The analysis that follows is expert-ish, not expertise. I'm seeing this in the data, and I'm seeing this in my own life. It's reinfection time. I've had five or six friends get their second COVID infection in the last week, and I'm not the only person noticing this. Some of this is because people had their first infection a year or two ago, and they have jobs that involve plenty of human contact. Their lives involve exposure risk, and sooner or later, a second infection was going to happen. I wrote about this last month. Some of this is for a more ominous reason, and this is where we go from anecdote to data. The new virus variants aren't being held off by antibodies the way they used to be. A prior COVID infection isn't much protection anymore. To quote the most excellent Caitlin Jeffries, lab studies show Omicron escapes infection-induced immunity too. We are particularly concerned about recent BA1-2 infections, first Omicron waves. Another study found BA1 or BA2 infection among unvaccinated people induced very low levels of antibodies against BA4-5. The rest is in her newsletter, and she also offers the original source data. In addition, I found this article in The Lancet. So that would explain my friend in Texas who got COVID in May and then again in June. Being vaccinated still offers some protection. Having previous COVID still offers some protection. Both the vaccination and a previous infection together offer the most infection protection. This does not mean you should get infected on purpose. Getting a COVID infection to protect against COVID infection is extremely stupid. And yes, people really do this. If vaccination and boosters alone doesn't protect you, and vaccination and a prior infection doesn't protect you, what do you do then? Well, this newsletter has a name for a reason. You can think of COVID like hypothermia. You don't protect against hypothermia by just putting a coat on or a coat and a scarf. You put on a coat and scarf and gloves and hat and boots. You avoid spending long periods of time in bitter cold. You make sure your house has heat and insulation, and you put a blanket in your trunk in case the car breaks down. So with COVID, you put on your vaccination coat and your booster scarf and hat, but you also wear your mask, boots maybe in this metaphor, and you avoid spending long periods of time in crowded environments. You make sure air circulation is good in the places you linger. For the love of all that's holy, you do not eat in restaurants indoors. It's not that vaccination doesn't work against COVID any more than a coat doesn't work against hypothermia. It's that it doesn't work alone. This news on reinfection is disappointing. Everyone's coat has less insulation than we thought. That means we have to work harder on the other layers of protection. Take care out there. Note, the science on this is evolving very fast. If you look at articles that are a year old, we were still predicting that natural immunity could last for years or even a lifetime. Those were predictions, and we predicted wrong. What we are measuring now is actual antibody protection in the lab and then reinfection rates in human populations. This is not a prediction. This is a measurement. 
and describing the future according to that measurement would be a prediction again. 